You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hey, everybody. Grant Napier and Sean Southbury and... Yes, indeed. Labor Day is in the books, and that means it is full, full steam ahead with football. Sean, what a what a weekend in college football. How are you, friend? I'm I'm doing great. Uh, it's great to fucking be on with you, as yeah. always. I like to drop an f bomb early. <laughs> uh, it's yes. great, I, dude. What a weekend, and I'm pumped up. And that's the way it's supposed to start. Now you mixing the NFL and a little playoff baseball coming around a horn. We yeah. we're headed for a hell of a fall, brother. All right, let's get right into LSU and Florida State. Obviously, some real coaching blunders on both sides of the ball. Mike Norville on the pitch on third and goal. I mean, I, I don't understand that, but I thought Brian Kelly's LSU team looked undisciplined, a lot of bad penalties, bad special teams. They've also now lost their best defensive lineman due to an ACL. And I know it's only one game. I know they're paying this guy $100 million. It's not the start that they were looking for down in uh, Baton Rouge. No, it isn't. And you know what, what showed to me, Grant, was the, as people call it, I don't know why we call it week zero, considering that people do play in week zero. So like just like, like Nebraska's loss didn't count in week one, right? But Florida State did play in week zero. That's right. And we, That's right. They did play. And so while I, I'm okay with everybody being on the same grounds, but if that's the case, I think I'd want to use that week zero to get it tuned up, right? Because if you're LSU, even though you're in New Orleans and Florida State's coming to town, it's a hell of a well, some blue blood type programs in Florida State and LSU, but they had a chance to get that crap out, that shit out that they did in the first game. Yep. And so they got they were to hit the ground running. I know it's a hostile environment, even though it wasn't Baton Rouge, it was basically a home game for, for LSU. But LSU looked like a team that was playing in that week zero, honestly. Then they came back, and Jaden Daniels looks like a player from the – he does. He's got some game, and they battled back, and when it finally started to settle in, they're a seven-win team in the SEC, and if they play like that, they'll get beat by teams they're not supposed to lose to. But it's going to take a minute. I know our expectations are high, but it looked to me like Florida State's week zero gave them a little bit of an advantage. But you can't get kicks blocked. You can't allow penetration. And those blunders that happen end up haunting you in the end. And what a finish – yeah. And Florida State will take it any way they can get it because no matter where or when you play them, it's always tough to play in that state. All right, let's talk about Utah and let's talk about Oregon. I mean, holy shit, Oregon, it was like men against boys. Men against boys. That looked like the Georgia team I watched last year. Uh, I, I was surprised by the score. I'm not surprised that Georgia won. I'm surprised the ass-kicking. Utah And then Utah against Florida. I mean, horrible interception at the end of the game, but boy – but that's two bad losses for those teams. Yeah, rising, you know, just starting that first Oregon game, Bo Nix looked like he never like never played high, a college football game in his life, didn't he? Yeah. 
I mean, and he's a more he'll get better, but damn that! And as a Pac-12 guy, I'm looking around. I know my Trojans won in a few in UCLA, but I'm looking around saying, "Is the SEC that much more physical than us, or is Georgia just an NFL team playing on Saturday?" Shit, it was like it was a. It's one of those Grant that you go in at the end of a game because we've all been in games like that. Hopefully, don't get your ass kicked that bad. But you go and say, yeah, I'm a tough guy, but you walk in the locker room and kind of stare at yourself, not with anybody around, saying, shit, do I, do I have what it takes to handle stuff like that? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then they'll come back. But then I, this, is not your, this is not Chip Kelly's Oregon Ducks right now. And we, we know that. And Georgia, <laughs> how you get rid of six starters on Diva, a minimum of six starters, but five first-round picks and N'Kobe Dean and still look like you could beat – an NFL team, and I know they couldn't, but you get my point. And then Stetson Bennett just elevated his play again. It's yep. it's fast. It's it's unbelievable to watch. So yep. I it, they kicked their ass as if it were. I mean, like, and so the Pac-12 with their ass tail between their legs. Utah, I thought Utah was a national title type team. Now I think they can go on a run and win nine or ten games or whatever. I think they're good. I do. And Kyle Whittingham, but you can't turn it over. And and a kid's a good player rising, and you can't turn it over down there. And then. Richardson, I remember I mentioned him at Florida. I told you about this kid. He's a Sunday yes, player. Yes, and, I, and I'm just telling you, not only is he a Sunday player, but with Billy Napier, who's got that system, and they'll move it around. Yep. If I don't know where Florida's going to end up. I, I really don't. But I can sure shit tell you this. They're going to win a game again that they're not supposed to. And this kid in the end, because when all things equal, take the damn quarterback who's the best one on the field. Yep. And he was a friggin' monster on Saturday. Look out, college football Heisman Trophy talk. I know it's early, and yep. I'm not crowning him a champion. But I'm going to tell you, you go ahead and dick around against them, and you're a better, higher-ranked team, they'll beat you. And you saw that. I'm talking about on the road. When you got a guy that dynamic, good things happen. So that was it. And you know what's crazy, Grant? Unless you get help along the way, Utah's just already eliminated from the national title from the Final Four, unless he gets right. to the SEC Big Ten, because as a Pac-12, you have to go undefeated. So we're right. down to UCLA's not going undefeated. No, I, I, we aren't either, but we have a better chance because we're a better team. Yep. But Pac-12 damn near eliminated <laughs> themselves already. Right. We haven't even finished that first tequila shit. So I'm yeah, I got my yeah. even my Trojans right. hung sixty six on rice. I'm like, what the fuck? Are we already done? Yeah. What's going well, on here? Hey, before the game, you said they would win by forty, and yeah. so you were you were you were right on. Cheated myself by what? By about two touchdowns <laughs> without extra points. That's right. Yeah. What did you take away from the Ohio State Notre Dame game? Notre Dame's better than we give them credit for, and Ohio State's first game is typical. Go back to Oregon last year. Oregon waltzed into their building, beat them. Yep. If you remember, both ranked teams, yep. and everybody said the, the Ohio State. And then we blink and Ohio State's on their way and C.J. Stroud's playing out of his mind. They got first-round picks on every perimeter position in the world, and there they are. I don't – I know we're just – and they found a way to win, Grant, which tells me that, that Ohio State – now, the safest bet in, in college football this week, and I know it's over 40, mm-hmm. is Ohio State's opponent this week. I've seen this movie. They're going to go try to lay about 70 on their next opponent, and yeah. they are going to friggin' curb stomp. I already bet the game. I can't remember who they're playing. Oh, damn right. It's like 42 points. I already bet the damn thing because they said, oh, because you know what? Ryan Day's chewing their ass. Oh, big gutsy win. But they don't like that it wasn't pretty. Right. And they are a phenomenally talented team. 
their defense played good, but c- congrats yeah. to Marcus Freeman. It, it's not a moral victory, but we kind of looked at Notre Dame like, yeah, show me what you got. And as a rookie coach, it's yeah. hard to coach like that on the road in the first game. That's a good team that, that they they fought for him. They did. They battled their ass off. He's going to be a really good coach, and Ohio State's not going away. So I'd caution anybody. The overreaction of the week is that Ohio State's an average team, which is horseshit. But Notre Dame's a good football team. All right, let's get to the big boys. A little more than 48 hours. The NFL season begins. you got Buffalo at the Rams. The Bills are two-point favorites in this right. game. Give me your pick. Uh, and the I think the over-under is interesting at 51.5. So you just talked about college, totally different than the NFL. But when quarterbacks at this level don't play at all in the preseason, does that tend to start off a little bit slower than expected? Or is it a non-factor or non-issue in terms of offensive cohesiveness and consistency to me it should be a non-factor if the guy's been there and is a veteran and we know that he knows how to rip it that it's that the rest doesn't bother him and if he's not hurt so keeping the rams thing that's my i I could give a rat's ass if stafford played it down in the preseason if i knew everything was 100 percent healthy you know they're saying it is but grant that'd be a quick elbow heel if it was as serious as the way mcveigh made it sound it may be one of those things that's wrapped and just you have to do it all year long. Stafford, now his fastball at, at, at 95 probably feels like it's 110 anyway, but I'm not worried about that. Okay, so maybe in the first quarter you come out and flip a few out of bounds, but I think he'll jump into rhythm because, remember, he's still going to practice on the field. So yeah. I'm, I'm not worried about that, but I'm going to tell you what, you, you, you probably, if you're the Rams, would like to say, I'd like to start off playing somebody that's like the, the Chicago Bears or the opener, but I got to deal with this dude that's coming, that's pretty damn good coming out of Buffalo. I like Buffalo in a game. Grant, I do. I know I know the number one seed is the Rams, I guess, but I actually think Buffalo's the better team yep. right now. So just control, you know, contain Donald and let Josh Allen do his thing. And the Buffalo Bills defense is filthy as well. So, yeah, maybe a tip. And Stafford, listen, two times a game, three times a game, Matt's going to take some chances and throw the ball to the other team, but he's great at overcoming it. So my only thing is not the time off, is the time off, how's the elbow really feel, and will that disrupt some timing, and how healthy is he? I like Buffalo in the game, but this is inside a touchdown, and I'm tempted to take more of the – of the, I know defenses earlier ahead of offenses, but there's so many weapons on the field. It seems to me like they, and I know 50s is a, is a is a pretty good number. I think you're looking at a high 20s type game, low 30, high 20. I still think teams are going to score. Last year, Buffalo was so disappointing at home in Week One against Pittsburgh. Yep. And Josh Allen did not play well after not playing in the preseason. So you just throw that away. I wonder if they learned something. They bounced back after that. But that was a horrible – I thought they had the worst week one performance of any team in the NFL based on expectations. I, I think you're 100% correct because they came out of that and I said, damn, did I already, it's like a, your college football. Did I overrate this team already? Yep. Right? And are they, are they, are they really going to, after last year's growth, piss down their leg? And this game, this is in at SoFi, right, Grant? Yes. And it's yep. okay. Yeah. Here's what I think about that is, and Grant, you know this, having covered sports in the NBA all the time. Sometimes getting out of the ticket business and that hometown pressure and expectations, yep. you take your ass on the road, you stay away from all that. You're expected by some, even though you're a favorite, there's some who still think the Rams are the team. You're playing in all those things, and you just let it rip. We saw him in Kansas City, right? You just you just cut you just cut that damn thing loose and let it go. 
And I think we're going to see another, uh, you know, elevation and evolution of his well, game, which is hard to say because he's good. But I think going on the road sometimes can be a help, not against your fans, but to get out of the distraction business where it's nothing but football. And, I, you know, the Rams uh, fan base is not good. Uh, that game at 5.15 or 5.20 on a Thursday night is going to be a fucking nightmare getting to the stadium. I could see a lot of empty seats at the beginning of that game. And at Buffalo, they'd be in those stands at about 2 in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the day before. Yeah, that's what I'd say. <laughs> One of the great places. So, yeah, it's going to be the two competitive teams. I like Buffalo, though. I think that their yeah. defense could also be a difference in the game. There's a quarterback in the NFL that I'm really keeping my eye on. As you and I talk here on Tuesday, he still doesn't have a new deal. And that's Lamar Jackson. Now, I don't know if Lamar's going to get a deal before the weekend or not. But I really think that this guy, I call it the proverbial chip on your shoulder. I mean, he was the MVP of the league just three years ago. I think he is going to have an amazing season. They're at the Jets. Don't know yet about Zach Wilson. I don't think that really matters. I think the Ravens are undervalued a little bit this year. I think they're a little bit better than people give them credit for. And, Sean, I'm expecting a monster season from Jackson. What do you think? I'm with you, Grant. Um, One is they're a playoff team. Uh Baltimore is a playoff team. I just love the way they do their go about their structure and their business. I always have. Their front office, they just seem to find a way to grind on your ass enough. And you know they're going to be physical. And you know when you got the tie, Mark Andrews is a hell of a player. They'll find ways because they know how to game plan with Lamar Jackson. I think it's absolutely fucking stupid that he doesn't have a contract. Now, I'm not blaming either side because Lamar dealing with he and his mom, and you're trying to separate yourself to have the mediator can be tough. You're also focusing on football. And then the team trying to figure out, because I don't know if he wants $230 million guaranteed. He's, he's right. not going to get that. No. Or if he wants more than Russ Wilson, which here's what I do think is fair. 170, 175 guaranteed for his age and what he does, yep. and 240 to 250 million overall. Yep. I, I, I'm there with him. I am because he's evolved as a passer. He leads. He's not negotiating through the media for the money. He just kind of minding yep. his own business. I, yep. I'm all. I'm all Lamar Jackson. I said I love. Ball, I love the Ravens team. I do think they're undervalued. Hell, they could go win the division. I'm not just stone cold lock giving it to Cincinnati just I'm yet. Either. And I'm with you on Lamar Jackson. I want you to think this way. Think Aaron Judge this year with Lamar Jackson. Yep. Betting on his damn – if they don't get this deal done, yep. and he's going into this season and it's still yep. – not in a disrespectful, but the big middle finger like, you don't think I'm worth more than Kyler Murray right now after exactly. what I've done? And right. my commitment – yeah, I am with you 100%. When we hit December, we may be looking saying, ooh, boy, Baltimore, you pissed the wrong guy off this year. Now you got to get into the now. Now franchise tag him, and you're going to piss him off even more, right? Yep. So I, I'm I'm with you. If you're Baltimore, with all the great years you've had of drafting and doing the great things, my suggestion would be by the time you tee it up this weekend, that that dude has a contract that he's ready to sign on the table in that range that I'm talking about. That's a seven-point spread. The Jets are getting seven at home. I just think the Jets are going to be a three- or four-win team this year. I think they're going to be terrible. I really yeah, do. They're going to have to play great defense this year. If they, now, I can see this one, Grant, since, you know, the Lamar, a bit of a distraction. Nobody can tell me, even with, as, as special as he is, it's got to hover. Of course, you're talking about generational, life-changing money forever. Got to be a distraction, right? And then he says he's cutting it off when the season starts. Okay, so if we buy into that – I could see them sluggishly starting a little bit too yep. defense where, where you end up winning 20 to 14 or, or 21 to 13 in the game. I, I could see it being that way. 
I just I think that Baltimore's def- I think the Jets defense will show up because Robert Sala's a good coach. They just don't have enough players. Now, if Lamar's happy with a smile on his face and and the distraction's gone, they may it may be a, a bit of a problem. Robert Sala's gonna have to give him a lot of different looks. It could be an ugly win for Baltimore, but Baltimore's winning that game. I'll tell you a game that I'm really interested in is Kansas City at Arizona because of the way Kyler Murray played at the end of last year in December. And again, that playoff performance against the Rams was one of the worst games I've ever seen a quarterback play. No Hopkins to start the year. Now you got the Chiefs without Tyreek Hill. You got, you know, Juju Schuster-Smith is there. Smith-Schuster, yeah. I mean, uh, Smith-Schuster, excuse me. All right, so here's the other deal. You have still Kelsey. You still have a running game. You still have a Patrick Mahomes I know what Mahomes is going to do. I don't know what Murray is going to do. How do you how do you read this game? Uh, I'll take Kansas City. <laughs> That's the way. Andy Reid will have him ready to play. I'm just telling you, he will. They may not look as explosive for me. While yes, and then there's now. Listen, Arizona, Grant. They've had that propensity. They'll go on that run, right? They've done a couple years where they look like for six, seven, eight, nine, ten games. They look like they got an MVP quarterback and that they're a team. And somewhere along the line, like what's going on here? So, I, I here's the deal. You better be able to tackle Murray because one thing, whether you like the way he went about his business or not, he's a he's a fantastic talent. He just is. But listen, Kansas City also is hearing everything. Grant, I'm telling you, people. I heard one of the the shows this morning say that they're not even making the playoffs. They're hearing what the Brady what the Brady's heard. Oh, as if Tyreek Hill was the reason, and Teron Matthew are the only reasons they were winning games right in the past, and. They can still score. The one thing you can't – they still got the head coach. They still got that damn quarterback, okay? Yep. They still got the tight end, too. Now, we'll see, generate pass rush. But the other side of it, remember Chandler Jones is now playing in, in Las Vegas with the Raiders. Mm-hmm. So I got to see how they respond to pass rush. Can they get them home? I like Kansas City in the game. It could be one of those where Kyler Murray's raw, nasty ability. But let's face facts. Don't tell me Arizona's just as good offensively. When Deshaun, when They're DeAndre not. Hopkins is not playing, They're that's not. like saying if I took now. Listen, I don't believe Tyreek without Tyreek Hill, you're going to be as explosive with those home run hitter plays. I still think he's going to throw for close to five thousand yards because they'll make sure of it. But you're not as good. You're much easier to game plan for without him. And so are the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. I like Kansas City probably in a closer game. I still like Kansas City. I think their team's better. All right, Raiders are getting. Three and a half points at the Chargers. I like the points. The last time they played, it was a field goal game. It went down to the final seconds. I know you love the Chargers to win the division this year. Also in L.A., what a way to start off this AFC West. I think this is going to be a high-scoring, close game. I wish I was in the building for it, Grant. I do. I wish no. I was there. Um, but I'm going to watch it, and I'm not going to miss even a timeout. I can't wait to see it <laughs> because – this is this is odd that I'm saying this. So this feeling, and maybe I'm trying to remove myself as a Raider fan, but I think the Raiders have done a listen. They've drafted horribly recently. Oh. Now this is a until they, this a change this year. They think they've done some different things, and they they went out in free agency and got guys that aren't washed. That there's still some players, right? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you this. I'm gonna take it another level. I think the the Chargers losing one of their corners, their best corner. I, I, I'm. I could very simply see myself taking the Raiders on the money line and winning the game outright. Honest to God. Now, talk to me in six weeks when that big bastard Herbert gets rolling, and I mean that affectionately, and and is hanging around for MVP in December as well. I, I listen. I, I got no doubts. But again, 
I could see the Raiders come out, boom, 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 with Josh McDaniels and them trying to formation the Chargers to death. I actually like the Raiders. You're giving me three and a half points. That hook is a difference for me, for yeah. sure. But I am not so sure that I won't take a little he- side bet, Grant, and pick a little uh, just from my own Raider route is pick a Raiders Raiders to hit on the money line and win that game outright. I, I can see it happening. The number, uh, the total is 52 and a half. High scoring game? I think so, too. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think so. I think you're I, – I, we might get that in about two and, a, uh, two and a half quarters if these two guys are hitting on it and they're rolling and playing fast. I'm going to skip ahead to Monday night. You got Russ going back to Seattle. I think the Seahawks may be – Maybe the worst team in the NFC, and that's coming from a Giants fan who I don't think they're going to win five games this year. The emotions, though, in that stadium on Monday night is going to be unbelievable, is it not? Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah, Grant, it is. I think Russ can calm himself down fast enough. And I think that they're going to do everything they can to put him in a position to destroy Seattle. And I do. He'll uh-huh. be great. They'll welcome him back and all that. I think he, he and his wife are going to hand out party hats. For Seattle fans and say thank you for all the celebration, but I'm here to beat your friggin' brains in. I think Denver sends a loud message on the road. Russ Wilson fits in and validates the contract this week, and they're going to be in for a hell of a fight in their division. I don't think Seattle has listen for Seattle to win this. Russ Wilson might they might have to borrow Drew Locke and put him on Denver's team again. Then yep. keeping in it, I, I don't think Seattle has a, a, right. a prayer in hell to win this game. All right, I'm going to give you one team that I think, and I know it's week one and I don't want to get carried away here, but for this team, I think this is a really big game, and that's the Vikings at home against Green Bay. I'm just, we keep on hearing about Minnesota, new coaching, Kirk Cousins this, Kirk Cousins that, you know, the running game. Now you have the team that you have to beat in your division in your house the first week of the season. And I'm not saying it's not an important game for Green Bay, but I think this is a much more important game for the Vikings. One of the more important games for a team to set yep. the tone that this year. Granted, do you think the Vikings got a chance to win real quick? I, you think, think, they I think they're going to win. Okay, perfect. There, there you go. And I think Kevin O'Connell is going to have something different for them. I like the fact he came in. He's not bullshit. Oh, you guys drafted a couple of these guys. I'll cut them. And I'll, or Kellen Mond. I'll, I mean, honestly, to go, go get Nate Mullins, he's a backup. But I'm saying the, the mindset is you're either going to fit in or you're either going to make an impression on us in the preseason. I didn't draft you, so here's how we're going about our business. Not in a rude way, but in this way, this has changed. Things are changing. Um, I, I am with you. It's a huge game, and I think the division is tighter. I'm not talking about the back two. 
Put it this way, it should be. The Vikings need they've they've tried to they needed to upgrade their defense. They think they have. They've got a receiving core, and Jefferson's a freak show, a receiver. Now, the question is, now remember, Grant, cut look at Cousins' record with plus five hundred teams since he's been starting in the league. I'm not dogging him. It's unfortunate it's a quarterback stat. Because it's quite frankly, at times you could go throw for 400 and do everything right, like well, like Josh Allen did in that playoff game, and the loss goes to him. It's like this bullshit. He played well enough to beat 900 games, right? That's right. But there are games when Cousins, Cousins, his inability to—I'd need Cousins to quit playing, not to lose, and play to win. Now he's a good player. I'm talking about in tight situations. It's okay to throw the ball away instead of pad the stats and hold on to it for a sack. I want to know where the evolution of Cousins is because we can't keep saying this. While he's a he's a hell of a he's going to put up gaudy numbers, he always does, Grant. And they've got weapons. Hell, they've got players. So I'm with you. I think the Vikings play better, but it's a message. It's like with Steve Sarkeesian, who I love, Sark in Texas. But he already said going into this week, Grant, and I'm the reason I'm comparing the two. And I'll tell you, is Sark said going into this week they got Alabama and Austin, and you know what he said? He said this this game doesn't define our season. Say that after the game, not fucking before it. And I'm a Sark, I'm a Sark apologist. I mean, not really. You get my point. I love it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I would yeah. rather have you at the end of the game say, we, even if you beat and upset Alabama. Last time Alabama came to Texas, they got beat by Texas A&M last year. So let's yeah. say you upset him and Quinn Ewers plays out of his mind. Then you can say, this doesn't define us, right? And yep. then you look at the, then if you lose, you say, this doesn't define us. But I don't want to go in saying, it's almost like I'm building in, don't get overworked, don't, don't get overboard when we, when we speak, get beat by 30. I, that, that, I, I know it's just coach speak, but it still bothers me. I don't want to hear that. I want to hear you say, we're going to compete our ass off. And I know Nick Saban's bringing a great team. And then at the end of the game, you can tell me, because we know it doesn't define your season, but I can tell you this, there are defining moments in a coach's group right now. What's the most defining moment for the University of Texas with Sark in the last year? Arch Manning's commitment and Quinn Ewers' transfer. I hate to say it, but that's, that's it. the fact. And it's not just on Sark. He's getting his own players. Yep. I just don't like the message, which leads me to the Vikings. Uh, you're damn right these are defining moments. It doesn't make your whole season. you got 16 more to play. But like Texas, fuck the defining moment. Go compete your ass off. Then tell me what it did to your team after the game. I'm also – and again, I understand that Alabama and uh, Texas play in very hot, humid climates. But at, in the second half, the temperature is going to be well into the 90s uh, for that game. I, I'm just curious, you know, early in the season to see how that affects both these teams. Bama's favored by 19. I think they're going to cover personally. I think, uh, they're gonna be, I think they're going to beat their ass. I'm not sure deep down if some of the Texas fans don't think so either. I'd love. Listen, I'm rooting for Sark in Texas. I just uh-huh. I don't like the message. To get, it's like that built-in. I'm letting you know right now we're still going to compete our ass off even if we lose. But back to Minnesota. I was just looking at the comparison. I don't want to, I don't want to hear from Minnesota. No, no, this doesn't define our season is my point. No, no, no. You're no, damn no. right it does. It's a rival. I know when I played there, it fought every single time we lined up, it was all that other stuff. But you got to – Denny was, we're going to beat Minnesota, we're going to beat Chicago, and then we're going to win the division. Those, yep. those were the first three. And if you didn't beat those other two teams, it sucked ass, right, because of the rivalry. So you're damn right. And this sends a loud message to the North that just because Aaron Rodgers is still there, we're not taking a backseat to him. This is a huge game, huge. What was it it like being around Denny Green? I loved him. He was one of my very dear – you know, he offered me the coaching job in Arizona, as you know. And I can remember in a game when at the end of my career when Denny said I'd help – Brian Billick was going through. I said, Brian, man, I keep seeing this coverage – 
we'll get this. I was talking, I was a backup time and tell her who I think it might've been Rich Gannon or, or Jim McMahon. I can't remember who it was. Uh-huh. It might, I think it was Mac or even Warren Moon. And I said, Brian, we got to get back to this because you're going to see the way they're playing the coverage of that formation. And Denny was standing there. He called the play. We hit it big. And Denny turns to me and says, when you decide to quit playing, you're coaching with me during a game. So Denny was great at laughs. Denny was great at focus. Denny caught me, you know, he was just an our style guy, man. He wanted it done right. He wanted you to be on time and play your ass off without many rules. I loved him. I, I miss him. And I, I, he, when he tempted me with that job, and I almost took it. It was the 11th hour. I sit in my office in Arizona. He goes, here's your office. We were talking about the draft. And he said, I get it. He goes, let's walk down that tunnel one more time, meaning another 10-year run or whatever. And I miss him. You know, God rest his soul. But he impacted me. I thought he was a phenomenal coach, a great teacher. And he was not a micromanager, but you knew he was – when Denny walked up and down the side, he left. He didn't, wasn't carrying a headset and a play sheet, but he'd walk by on third and one. He'd say, give me your best run to Brian Billick. That meant don't fucking throw it. Give me your best run. <laughs> or give me your best play meant you can have a run or a pass. Or right. you got two downs here. We got two yards to get it. Somehow, some way, you better get it. And we had a pretty explosive offense, so Brian was safe, and he was a great play caller. I missed Denny. Denny was an underrated head coach. Phenomenal teacher. You you were around so many phenomenal coaches, whether it was John Robinson, whether it was Norv Turner, you mentioned Denny Green. Would it be fair for me to even ask you who was the best coach you've ever been around? Yeah, and I think it's different. I think there's different layers. I think the one that that, that you feel closest to as a head coach for me was Denny because Uh Denny was a relationship builder. You know, I can remember, Grant, I don't know if I ever told you this story. We were having a game, and Chris Carter and I used to – talk shit during the stretching lines to everybody and chris and his wife traveled we traveled to vacation together we were we were close and so he'd be yelling across the stretching line hey white bread was what he called me he's always called me white bread he goes white bread uh how's your wife and my kids doing and i'd uh, and i'd, I'd laugh again and his wife mel and a great phenomenal woman and i'd yell back while it's quiet and all the guys are straight i say I don't know, but please tell your wife to remove that mole from the inside of her inside of her thigh. It gets in my way. So we just go, you know, talking nonsense. And so Denny heard him call me white bread. It was like an everyday thing going back and forth, just right. the chatter. And Chris was a fun personality. We're in a game, and I'm struggling in the first two series, you know, get rolling, you know, a little sluggish. And I'm coming out the field, and Denny comes walking out, and he goes, Chris, get white bread going. And I, I couldn't help but laugh. And I got going, but it just made me – he had the right timing to say, you know, just out of the way, remember what Chris – I get white bread. And he meant it affectionate, and he meant it as a fun nickname. And so I would put him as relationship-wise. John Robinson was the best at making you want to cry before a game and run through a wall to kill for him. Um, North Turner was pro- – North Turner – Brian Billick was – I mean, and I know I'm giving you a lot of them. Kevin Gilbride, too smart for all of us, and, and yeah. I mean that as a compliment. The, the yeah. guy was brilliant. Brian Billick knew he could shove it down your throat and would make sure he did, and he was a brilliant play caller. I would say because it was so early in the evolution for me, as far as the teacher and the mechanics of it, North Turner was phenomenal. Yeah. North Turner, and I had Bobby Ross. Dude, I was lucky, man. Matter of fact, I should have fucking been better. I mean, I should have fucking been a better player with the great coaches I had, but I was lucky. I've had some great technicians, and so I look at it different, coaching and teaching. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I take the head coaching teaching out of it because they're, they're kind of overseeing CEOs. So 
Dude, I, I, dude, I've had some good ones and some underrated ones that coached other. Tony Dungy was on our staff. I didn't get coached by him, but watching him teach was a masterpiece. Without never heard him say a cuss word in my life. Right, Mike Riley, an underrated coach. So I would say technician wise and just how to attack coverage. Yeah, Aikman will swear by him. North Turner was as good a teacher as I ever had. Yeah, I don't think we'll get Tony Dungy here on No Filter. I don't think that would be the right. Well, Tony, come on, No Filter. And if you cussed, he'd just laugh, smirk, and smile, and he wouldn't make you feel guilty. But just looking at him, you'd feel guilty because you don't want to cuss around because he's such a great dude. Say, damn, you put it this way: you'd apologize without having him to ask, right? No, but you're not going to get Tony. You know, he'll come on No Filter, I'm sure, but he ain't going to sling f bombs like you and I, like you and I, dumbass, do once in a while. All right, here's the game that you and I are on different sides of the fence on. I know you're in love with Tampa. You think they're going to fucking steamroll Dallas and they're going to have a great season. I, I don't. I think they have issues. I, their offensive line is a big concern to me, especially with a 45-year immobile quarterback. Uh, I, I'm not sold on Tampa. Maybe on fucking Monday when you and I do our next show, I'll be coming on like this going, Sean, don't fucking kill me. But uh, I, I just, I'm not sold on Tampa right now. Maybe I'll have a completely different opinion after watching them on Sunday. I'm going to, and I'm not a hot take guy, Grant. I, I don't, I still think they're the favorite in the NFC. I tell you, listen, the reason why, I say, am I concerned about not having Ryan Jensen? Or did, oh, yeah, absolutely I am. If they had a guy who held the ball longer, immobile, who held the ball longer, didn't understand coverage, I'd be far more concerned. Or if Jameis was in Tampa with that offensive line, oh I'd be far more concerned because I'd be thinking he'd want to throw the ball to the wrong guy. Now, Jameis in New Orleans, when I'm talking about New Orleans, do you trust them even with all that? That's another thing you got to ask yourself in that division, right? They're winning the division. They're winning the division. Now, whether that's 11 wins, I still think they could have home field advantage throughout. I've seen the movie before, Question Brady. What tells me that last year he, did, he only threw for almost 5,400 yards? So I, the last thing I got of Brady is whooping your ass and throwing for 440-plus touchdowns and 5,300 yards. The roster's better this year other than that position, the interior line. Now, it's a big one, but something tells me they're going to find a way. And I've seen them. And until, listen, this, this redo of the movie might be the one where we say, okay, after 23 years, he finally got me. And I'll stand up and say I was completely wrong. I still think they're at the top of the class right with the top two teams in the NFC. I think Brady's good enough. The ball comes out. Their receivers are good enough to separate. Because Dallas, while I love the Cowboys to, to get to the playoffs, I don't trust this team enough to say they're going to they're going to waltz in and kick their ass. That they that this no. is a that they're going to. I don't. No, no. So I don't. And I don't think it's a three touchdown winning game. No. And I could Dallas beat them? Yes. But I'm taking Tampa Bay in this game. What's the spread? Two and a half. Dallas is getting two and a half at home. Dallas. I'm, is, I, 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 I'm taking two and a half points. I'm taking yeah, Dallas I, and the two and a half. Uh, I'm taking the the, the uh, give me uh, yep. a, 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 a field goal and an extra point, five to six points yep. for me. I'll take Tampa. And just for the fucking record, I hope Dallas gets their fucking ass kicked and I lose my bet. Okay. But you're a Giants but, guy, okay. right? That's right. And the Giants yeah, so, win, The Giants are pathetic this year. They're. Right. I can't believe that they're only five and a half point favorites at Tennessee. I know is that a sucker bet? Am I missing something? I mean, the Giants' offensive line is abysmal. They got wide receiver issues. Daniel Jones, you know, uh, you're you're without your top draft pick on defense and Thibodeau. Not that he looked very good in the but my point is, am I missing something here? Or is Tennessee? I don't know. Did Harold Landry? Did Landry, the pass yeah, rusher, out. be out? He's, yeah, is out. him being out have something to do to losing AJ Brown? Think they've come back to the pack? 
I like Tennessee in the game by more than five and a half points. I I'm with you. Um, but listen, I, I I think the Dallas Cowboys getting back to them, Grant. There, it's a two horse race with Washington upsetting a team or two along the way. Yeah, and they, they, will. they will. But it's a two team race. But while the cat now, if you told me Tampa was on the road in Buffalo or on the road in, in Los Angeles like they were what last year, I'd yeah. say I'd favor the home team because of Brady, not the absence, but just getting back into it. And I, I'd have to feel like who's blocking Aaron Donald in there, dude. Good luck with that one to start out. So we'll see. I don't know who's blocking Michael Parsons, but good luck with that too. But I, I trust the guy getting the ball out of his hand. And I've seen the movie when everybody says they're horseshit or he's done or this is it. And this will be it. This is the true story. This is it. So how's he going out? And he's going through these times, but just when you, he lures you to sleep, he goes and throws for 370 and three touchdowns and they win. I think they're better than people think. I don't think there is – Record-wise, 13 wins, but they will be in contention in December for home field advantage in the NFC. All right, starting next week, Monday and Wednesday, Sean and I will be right here on No Filter Network at 12.30 Eastern, 11.30 Central. So we're going to come at you twice a week. It's going to be Fast and Furious, 30, 35-minute shows, and uh, we're looking forward to it. You have yourself a fabulous week, my friend. Brother, I can't tell you what you do to me for energy, and I appreciate you, man. I love it, and uh, it's going to be a blast this year, and it's going to roll fast, too, so I can't wait to come at them. We'll give them everything we need and everything they need every friggin' time. All right. Have a great uh, week, everybody, for Sean Salisbury. I'm Grant Napier. So long. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.